Hi, Rebels. This Financial Literacy Month, Rebel Girls teamed up with Greenlight, the debit card and money app for families, to bring you everything you need to be smart with your money and build healthy habits that last a lifetime. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to make smart choices with every penny, whether you're saving for something special or learning to invest. Greenlight gives kids the power to be independent, and grown-ups can trust that their kids have money wherever they are. Sign up at greenlight.com slash rebelgirls to get your first month at no cost and start building money confidence for life. This is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. Hey, Rebels. This is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, the interview. I'm your host, Maya, and today we're talking to Isabella Madrigal. She narrated the story of artist, throat singer, and advocate for Indigenous people, Tanya Tagak. If you haven't heard that episode yet, you might want to do that first. Hey there, Isabella. Can you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, my name is Isabella Madrigal. I am an enrolled member of the Kuiya Band of Indians and I'm of Turtle Mountain Chippewa descent. I'm also a playwright, actress, and storyteller. That's wonderful, thank you. Can you tell us a bit about your childhood? I grew up in Southern California in Riverside County, which is on the ancestral homelands of the Kuiya, Serrano, and Luceno people. I grew up with my younger sister, my grandmother, and my parents. Renda and Luke Madrigal. My mother is Anishinaabe and my father was Kauia. I grew up about 20 minutes away from the Kauia Reservation where my play Menyal and Her Heart takes place. Can you tell us about a happy memory from your childhood? I think so many of my happy memories are rooted in imagination and storytelling. I've always loved theatrical expression and performing, and I started in dance and then transitioned to theater. I remember when cousins and friends would come over to visit my sister and me, and we would end up creating our own plays and performing them outside for the adults under these two huge eucalyptus trees. It was just so fun to create new worlds and engage with others in this dimension of imagination. I think that love has certainly impacted my adult path and my love for acting and writing today. What a fun and very creative childhood. Who would you say has the greatest positive impact on you? It's so hard to choose, but I would definitely say my parents had one of the greatest positive influences on my life. My mother is a clinical psychologist and author who has worked extensively with indigenous people around the world. My dad was a culture carrier and a Kauia bird singer who dedicated so much of his life to protecting and strengthening Native children and families through culture. Both my parents are artists, and I really admire the way they think about artistic creation and culture as being crucial to Indigenous well-being and healthcare practices. Your mother and father sound like wonderful parents and inspirational people. I'm sure they were supportive of you throughout your life, but in those moments when you only have yourself to rely on, what do you do or tell yourself when faced with challenges? In the face of challenges, I just breathe and I feel my fear or my anxiety or my sadness, 
It's so simple, but so profoundly impactful. I remind myself that all I have to do is get through this moment right now, and usually I can muster the strength to do that. And once the wave of difficult emotion has passed, and it usually always passes, I can begin to think about the future or the past with a healthier mindset. My connection to and practice of my culture today is also a form of radical self-care, learning about the healing plant medicines that can help with things like stress, grief, or physical sickness, or undergoing ceremony is so important for indigenous well-being. I also know that I don't exist in isolation. I have a connection to my family and my community, but also to the resilience of my ancestors and the future generations. Learning about the Kawia and Anishinaabe stories that talk about our connection with non-humans, the plant and animal beings, has helped me a lot in times of loneliness because the relationship is something that can be fostered even when you're away from home or away from community. Aside from that, some of my own art has been born out of the biggest challenges I've faced as well. Wow, thank you. I'm gonna think of your words the next time I'm facing a challenging situation. I have to tell you about my friend Penelope. She is hilarious. She only eats cheese doodles and canned beans, and she loves to sing and fly through walls. Wait, did I tell you that Penelope is my imaginary friend? Well, she is, but she's totally real to me. Anywho, Penelope and I are very excited because there's a new movie coming out on May 17 all about imaginary friends. It's called IF, which stands for Imaginary Friends. Pretty cool, am I right? IF is so much fun, with lovable fuzzy giants and bright new galaxies. It stars Kaylee Fleming as B, a girl who discovers that she can see everyone else's IFs. Meanwhile, Cal, played by Ryan Reynolds, can also see IFs. Together, they team up and go on a magical adventure to reconnect forgotten IFs with their kids. IF is from the brilliant mind of writer-director John Krasinski. It also stars John Krasinski, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Maya Rudolph, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt, Aquafina, and Steve Carell, just to name a few. It celebrates the incredible power of curiosity and creativity, and it's definitely a laugh-out-loud adventure for the whole family. IF comes out in theaters starting May 17th and is guaranteed to knock your socks off. What? Oh, Penelope says she wears two pairs of socks at all times. Also, that imaginary friends get limitless refills on popcorn. So join us in the theater on May 17th. Bring your imaginary friends too. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Now, 
is there someone in history you wish you could meet? So I recently created a documentary short for one of my classes, and one of my interviewees talked about the incredible story of Billy Mills, an Oglala Lakota former track and field athlete who won a gold medal in the 10,000-meter run at the 1964 Tokyo Olympics. His 1964 victory is considered one of the greatest Olympic upsets because he was a virtual unknown going into the event. He has such an incredible story of why he runs, too. Billy Mills's mother died when he was very young, and his father, who passed down to him and instilled the importance of culture, died years later. He attended an Indian boarding school in Kansas, and he came to a point in his adolescent life where he was carrying so much pain and contemplating self-destruction that he nearly became overwhelmed. But he talks about how in those moments, he heard the voice of his father telling him to stop, to wait. He talks about then and there how he pulled out a piece of paper and wrote, Olympic gold medal, 10,000 meter run. Years later, when he got to the Olympics and he's on the track, the announcer makes a throwaway comment about how no one expected Mills to win. They don't even want to include him in the picture. And he's behind, not leading. But then, as he's running his third lap, he sees an eagle on the back of one of the runner's jerseys. And he knows that's his father. Because his father told him, You have broken wings, and one day, you'll learn to be healed if you chase your passion and your dreams. After he saw that, incredibly, he picks up an amazing amount of speed and wins the Olympic medal. The first time a U.S. competitor has ever won that award. And when he went to thank the runner with the jersey, he wasn't there. There was no Eagle jersey. Billy Mills says that his story is an example of how a dream can heal a broken heart. Today, he's the founder of the nonprofit Running Strong for American Indian Youth. Mills is an example of an amazing historical figure who is still alive today, so I would love to meet him in the future. That's such a fantastic and inspirational story. I hope you get a chance to meet Billy Mills one day. You brought us the story of Tanya Tagak, who's a throat singer and advocate for indigenous people. What does her story mean to you? Tanya's story is incredible, and I really connect and admire her passion for indigenous storytelling, dancing, and artistry. When she mentions the cassette tapes her mother shared with her, it immediately reminds me of my father's CDs and cassette tapes with the bird songs that he has from when he was a young man learning them and helping to revitalize them. I love those songs. I admire the way Tanya uses her cultural identity and practices to inform her own unique artistry. That's what I want to do in my writing as well. How beautiful. Now, in addition to writing, you also co-founded a non-profit organization. Tell us about the Luke Madrigal Indigenous Storytelling Project. When I was 16, I wrote the play Manual in Her Heart as a cultural revitalization effort and we performed that play in partnership with the Dorothy Ramon Learning Center because I recognized a wisdom in Kawea stories that could be applied to the invisible epidemic of missing and murdered indigenous women, girls, and two-spirit people. 
Once I had written the play and partnered with the local Indigenous Culture Center, I offered theater performance workshops and cast the show. Shortly after, we began rehearsals, and two weeks later, I directed our first production. After that, my sister and I joined forces on this project because we began getting calls from universities, theaters, and conferences asking if we would perform the play. In 2020, following the passing of my father, my sister founded the Luke Madrigal Indigenous Storytelling Nonprofit, which is dedicated to uplifting Native voices through arts, culture, and advocacy. We host arts workshops, tour plays, and have created one short film so far. This nonprofit is still very much in its beginning stages, but we can't wait to do more and grow this organization under community guidance and collaboration. What a wonderful way to celebrate Indigenous voices. Thank you so much for sharing your voice with us today, Isabella. And thank you all for listening. Catch you next time and stay rebel! This podcast is a production of Rebel Girls. It's based on the book series Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. This episode was produced and directed by Deborah Goldstein, with sound design and mixing by John Marshall Media, script editing by Abby Schur, Joy Smith and Jess Wolf were our executive producers. Original theme music was composed and performed by Elektra Barjaki. A special thanks to the whole Rebel Girls team who make this podcast possible. Until next time, stay Rebel! Thanks for listening to this episode, Rebels. Did you know there's a whole world of Rebel Girls to explore? Go to rebelgirls.com slash more to check out our latest books, t-shirts, crafting kits, and, well, more. Visit rebelgirls.com slash more. Until next time, stay rebel. Do you love time machines, musicals, and jokes? Of course you do. That's why Story Pirates creator Danny Teeger made a brand new podcast called Musical Time Machine. Who says you can't have a dance party while learning about diverse trailblazers? From Abraham Lincoln and Harriet Tubman to George Washington Carver and Thomas Edison. Search for Musical Time Machine on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts to join the fun.